Real Life Real Crime is a true crime podcast brought to you by Woody Overton and executive producer Toby Tomplay in conjunction with iHeartRadio and Cloud 10 Media. of acts of violence or that are of a sexual nature. It should be for people that are 18 years or older. Heed my warning, people. I did not get the facts of these cases off of the internet or from some television show. The facts I'm retelling you were presented to me by the victims of the crimes or the perpetrators who committed the crimes against the victims. My description of the crime scenes or what I saw with my own two eyes. If you're going to get offended, please turn this podcast off now. Thank you. Everybody, welcome to this episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. As always, I'm your host, Woody Overton. Y'all, this has been a marathon series, if you will, on justice for Mary. And hopefully, uh, we'll get it wrapped up on this one. But y'all, this is... You know, it's such an important story, and it has to be told, and it has to be told correctly. And to do so, you cannot rush it. And I know that a bunch of y'all out there can't stand series, but you know what? I don't care. This is important to me. This is important to this family, and we're going to get justice. And this is not a cold case. This is a shit-hot case that should have been resolved already so when we left you last um, we just heard you state that you had gone into the detective's office or no you called or whatever well, however it transpired and they said no new information I touched the case every day but it's not a cold case I touched it every day I don't have any new information for you so oh, I've got some oh really what is it I mean you, you know you tell them straight up I've been give, we've been giving it to you as a family this whole time, and and for whatever reason, you stiffen us, right? right. And, and and so I at this point I want to turn and talk specifically, and everybody out there knows I bleed blue, okay? I'm a cop's cop, but damn it, if you're wrong, you're wrong, or something is, has not been done yet that needs to be done, needs to be brought to light. We need to shine the light on it right now. So from that point, um, I guess I can kick it off. The the cemetery. It seems like he was always going to the cemetery. Okay. Yes. And it, at some point in time, what did you do at the cemetery? 
Um, so for the first week and a half, I guess, he lived at the cemetery. He slept at the cemetery. He slept on her grave. Um, called me repeatedly from there. Um, and so as he was telling my brother he was going to kill himself, he was telling me the same thing. Um, he was apologizing to me um, and telling me he didn't want me to have to go through that. But um, he just couldn't live without her. That's what he kept telling me. So I begged and pleaded with him not to take his life. Um, I have already been through that once in my life. So he touched base on that with me. Um, and, you know, I just kept telling him not to do it, that that wasn't the answer and that he would get through this and that we would all get through it together. But because he kept talking, it was the how he was talking. Um, it wasn't even what he was saying at this point. It was how he was. He was already talking as if he had a date and that he was going to die very short, shortly. Um, so I didn't want him to die without having closure for my family. So I went and put a recorder out at the cemetery. Did not at that time think that it was um, legal <laughs> or admissible. Um, but I was told um, around May by the detective that it was when I did tell them I had recordings. I have multiple recordings. Um, We're talking about recordings from the cemetery. Correct. It's um, actually a very small thumb drive, um, and it records all sound. Um, so it recorded him apologizing to her repeatedly, telling her how sorry he was um, that he did it, and he doesn't know why he did it. So let me let me slow down for one second. And the and I know you're I guess. See you up or thinking you're recalling, you're rolling, right? Mm -hmm. The recording said, I'm sorry. I did it. I don't know why I did it. And what else? Please forgive me. Please forgive me. This is, um, this, this is your sister's husband of 42 years, the guy that you grew up with sir since you were great this is not a time for woodyism I had something good to say but since very very young you've know, you known him since you were six y'all have all known him. you've loved him and you still most of you still love him beyond it or whatever you put this out he is Openly, well, not openly, he's admitting to her grave that I'm sorry, I did it, I don't know why I did it, I'm sorry. And what else did he say? I see you have some notes. Um, this was one that was, I pray, Lord, if there's any way you can forgive me for what i done. I don't know what came over me and why. I don't know. I really don't. But i done it, and I know i done it. But please, Lord, if you can't save me, please, Lord, take care of her. Holy smokes. She is an angel, and she did more giving than anybody in the world. And I know if she was mad that night, but you have to forgive her. And he says, I mean, if anybody find out that, who wouldn't be so mad? 
please cleanse her soul and let her be with you. She deserves to be in heaven. That was just one. Holy smokes. The... And you have numerous, obviously. I do. Um, this I recorded for at least two weeks, maybe more. And I took it to the detectives and told them Keep going. Yep. that um, what I had done and that I know it was illegal, but I needed closure for my family and myself. And he said he didn't think it was illegal and that he would reach out to the DA and let me know. And so he told me a few days later that it was admissible. Let me tell you something. Under Louisiana law, for people that don't know, this one falls under two categories. One, well, there was no two-way conversation to show it. Under Louisiana law, one person can record another person as long as one person that's a part of the conversation gives permission. On this one, it falls on a different sector, which would be you have no reasonable expectation of privacy in a public cemetery, meaning no, no more uh, reasonable expectation of privacy of being recorded than you do if you want, want to get naked and, and defecate and, 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 and somebody not seeing you in public. So you're absolutely, he was absolutely correct on that, and I believe that's where the the district attorney comes back and says, or the ADA comes back and says, oh, doesn't your sister have some recordings? Yeah. I mean, holy smokes, man. The I didn't know that uh, uh, you you and I talked about stuff. I didn't know that all of the details of that, and you've got to stack them. There must be 30 pages there. Yeah. And, and But you gave it to them. And the last you heard is, it's not cold. I touch it every day, but nothing but else. We're at a dead end. We're this at a dead end. We're at a dead end. Oh, well. Okay. Real lies, real crime. Boom, y'all. I love that sound and it makes me smile. It's the sound of another sell on Shopify, the all in one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibilities. Believe me, Real Life Real Crime started out selling one t-shirt at a time, taking an order in, then having to collect the money for it and mailing it out and all that. Well, today, Shopify handles all the traffic through our website and the, and the store. We sell everything from blankets to mugs to stickers to whatever with Shopify's help. And we're not stopping there because success is a million milestones on a forever evolving path. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Y'all, Shopify makes it easy. We hook up all our social medias to our store. They handle the, the money transactions. They give real detailed reports. We can see how much we're growing month over month. It just takes 
all the hard lessons that we're trying to learn on our own. They're the professionals. They do it. Like mine, Shopify powers millions of businesses from first sale to full scale. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, or even the Real Life Real Crime community app. Synchronize your online and in-person sales. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is Possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash R-L-R-C, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash R-L-R-C right now. That's S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash R-L-R-C. Let's talk about you gave the recording to the detectives and what happened. Well, first we gave the laptop to um, a reputable computer person um, to withdraw everything off of it and do chain of command. Um, I'm sorry, chain of custody. So once that was completed and he obtained a lot of recordings. Um, Bouquet told me that he was somewhat of an expert on um, phones and or computers, and so um, he would like to have it. Actually, he had asked before that, and I said, well, you can't have it until our guy's finished with it. Um, So we paid a lot of money to have that done, but it was worth it. so that guy brought it to the detectives for chain of custody. Right. And a week later, when I talked to Bouquet and asked him about the laptop, he told me that there was nothing on it. And I said, that's impossible because I have the recordings. I know for a fact there's something on it. And he told me that, well, he went into all kind of computer crap that I didn't really understand and and I still told him that's impossible. I have the recordings. No matter what, I still have recordings. Okay, so that's what I just told the they're telling you now there's nothing on the computer. They told me there was nothing. And obviously you know, that's not true. Did any of the rest of your siblings hear it or your husband or anybody? I mean, yes. Okay. All right. So, that, I mean, they haven't said anything else to you about that? They told me that um, this one particular one that I read, the computer did crash. And so that was the only one that we lost. But we have multiple others that are very similar. And they told me that was not enough to arrest him on. That seems like a question for a grand jury to me. Um, they said him confessing at to her grave, I did it and everything, even to God, and I did it and what happened tonight, everything y'all just heard lifers. And they said that's not enough probable cause to arrest. Probable cause is 50% plus one. 
Well, now they're using the, well, then, because yeah. I haven't spoke to them about it, but they're using that. They, we provided them the recordings. I put, loaded it on a different thumb drive, and I brought it to him. He loaded it on his computer while I was there and gave me back my thumb drive and listened to all of, a lot of them and told me that without this one specific one, it's not enough. Okay. We're going to try to do some of that, okay? But let's let's go into what else. Well, you were going to say something earlier about the um, computers or something, the detectives. Or what else hasn't been done? Or, well, y'all tell me. One of the things um, that I've questioned was the lividity. Okay. Uh, you know, being a nurse, that was something that came to me right away. So I being a nurse, questions. being a nurse, and I know this is a true crime podcast, and probably ninety nine point nine percent of the people know it. But you want to explain lividity? Uh, yeah, basically, uh, when a person passes, there are different levels of lividity that the blood level goes through, and it's the pooling of the blood based upon the position of the body when it when the body, um, after the person passes away. In a layman's term, when your heart stops beating, whatever position your yes. body's in, gravity takes over and all your blood drops to that point. And it looks like, um, it, it looks like severe bruising. Uh, but it, it's basically all the your blood in your body that can be drained to the lowest point of gravity, whatever that may be. That's where it rests. Correct. And and that's once it hits total active lividity. That's correct. So there are multiple levels of lividity where you can tell if a body has been moved. Right. Right. Uh, my sister did have two levels of lividity. Okay. Can you tell me about that? So um, just based upon uh, information <laughs> that I received, um, and I'll leave it at that. Right. Uh, she has... Um, one one of the lividities um, that the initial lividity did not hit a- active point was of her slumped over. The other uh, lividity was of her face down. Okay, so... And that's where it hit active lividity. Right. So it shows that the body had been moved. Right. So the f- the first one... The body was in which which position? In what they would say a slumped position. Like oh, so, so, like maybe more on your on your back. It, uh, oh. It's the the lividity is more on the on the neck. Okay, all right. So it's like she was right. leaned over right. or towards a side. Right, and then when the 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 final resting position. And the most, I call it the most severe lividity, the, the most advanced lividity proves, a scientific, you proves that that the body's been moved because you have two different stages. Correct. And Inactive lividity is where it, it takes um, being in a medical, and once you hit total active lividity, then the body has um, been left in that, it has been, the blood has pulled and the body has deceased um, with no respiration uh, for at least seven to eight hours. Very good. It, 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 the, the, the first one, y'all, to, 
to get it back again. The first one, so they're clear and then they can understand. The first one, lividity was starting to set in. She, that means her heart had ceased to beat. The lividity was doing what it does. She was in a certain position, but then the body was moved, and that's where the the last stages of lividity are. So you have two separate lividities, basically. The first one, which is an, as uh, advanced whatever, and then the, the last one, which is where she was found uh, down. Wow. And, 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 and law enforcement knows this? Law enforcement told us, I don't, they never said anything to me about lividity directly that of their knowledge, but they did say that they estimated her death to be seven. Well, well you have, I think that was where they, they said like the official thing had to be at the time they were called. Correct. Or the time that they go out there, which everybody says, well, that's not the time she died. That was the time you called or responded. But so they had to give their professional estimate of what they think. But it would be at least because, just like what my sister says, because of the pooling of the blood, it would have been seven to eight hours prior to that. Or something. but the detective did tell us mm-hmm. that it was between six, seven, six, and eight. Something. Yeah, between six and eight hours basically. that she had been killed before they found her. So math don't So he went to bed at 2 o'clock, is what he told me. And yet... Then then she had to to be killed, according to this, round one. And let me say this. The 911 call was done at 7.29 a.m. It took the fire department three minutes to get to her house. Um... The detective got there, said he called the coroner as soon as he got there. They took Peanut into custody at 8.19. Um, and we were there by nine. by 9, and he was already back. And this was, was does Irwinville even have a police department? <clears throat> what, which Port, Allen. Port Allen. Port Allen, okay, all right. Port Allen PD is the one that took him in for the probably just to get an, an original statement. Oh, West Baton Rouge Sheriff. West Baton Rouge. West Baton Rouge Sheriff. So West Baton Rouge Sheriff took him in. Yes. By the time you get to the courthouse, and yeah, but did they have a substation out there. No. Uh, all right. No, so you have to go to. Yeah, so you have to go to Port Allen to the courthouse. They asked me for multiple phone numbers for. Quite oh. a few different family members. I want to tell you that they were provided nine. Supposedly, they were subpoena records for all of that. That took months. Um, they subpoenaed the wrong carrier. Um, Peanut was at the gas station, per Peanut. He was at the gas station a few days after she died. Um, forgot the phone on his vehicle and left and went and got a new phone and a new phone number. Kind of odd. I've had my phone number since I've ever had a cell phone. Um, I asked about those records. Did they find anything? Because supposedly he spoke to his brother-in-law and he heard my sister's voice. He said nothing came of any of the subpoenas. So that could be another bullet. He said he was looking through them all and found nothing. Mm -hmm. 
even on her phone. Her phone was wiped. Yeah. Peanut told me. He deleted everything off of it because sometimes when Mary conversated, let's say with me, she might say something ugly about Margaret and he didn't want anybody <laughs> to get it and find it and have their feelings hurt oh, because so that's what we're worried about. He's, t- he's telling you that all the text messages and Correct. voice that he, cle- that he that, cleared that, that, that they can still get the text oh, messages off of that. Yeah. And oh, they provided yeah, me the yeah. pictures off of her phone. The detective did. I think it was maybe nine. No way. No. She was a, a picture fanatic. Yeah. Matter of fact, had to be deleted. And this just occurred to me because pictures. the pictures from the cemetery flowers weren't even on the phone. And they she took the pictures. Night before. She took pictures of four That's arrangements right. at my father's house. So we know that um, <clears throat> the phone was white, although. We also, uh, I mean, anybody out there watches a cop show now, I mean, we're not giving away the detective trade secrets here. They can pull up your, your text messages after they've been deleted. Yeah, the detective gave me those pictures. Yeah. He, he's the one that put them on a, hard, a thumb drive. So he got all the pictures back for you? Uh, like nine. Yeah, he gave me like nine. That's not what I'm telling you. I'm no. telling you, okay. text yeah. messages, everything that's been no. deleted. Yeah, he didn't. And they're he never didn't. deleted. He told me there was nothing. He told me it didn't lead to anything. That's what he told me. All right, well, right, you know what? I'm starting to get upset. But yeah, what? Funny, the, yeah. Go ahead. Just, no, no, go ahead. I was just going to say that it, 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 is, it does make you frustrated because even when I spoke with them, we gave them leads. Oh, my God, right. so many. We gave them people to interview who volunteered and said, hey, you might can speak yep. to me about I might know something or whatever. They have never even called them. So these are these are people that yeah. maybe told you that they had some information or whatever, yeah. and you we'll give see. the number to the detectives and they've never called. Them. Never called, never called. And then when we spoke about across the street, which is Peanut's brother, uh, another <coughs> dear family member to me, uh, they have security camera to be, and it shines. And it complained because it basically takes, shows the trailer, Peanut M's yard, the across the street, right. the front porch. So you can see cars coming right. or going. Right. It's recorded. And who can, went up on her porch and everything? Mysteriously, all video was destroyed because of an accident at the time of Mary's death. So the same day or, yes. or in that time frame. Yeah, but now here's a here's a here's a here's a secret to it. This was the person who was reportedly was asked to come over but yep. to make the 911 call who didn't make the 911 call. Gotcha. Right? Gotcha. Start putting things together, right? right. He's like if you think there's a camera there, now I need that person over here. I need this shit gone. Now the cops never spoke to this woman. Right. Never spoke to this woman. And y'all have given the, the same yeah, information. Yeah, the same that. information that I'm telling you right now. Everything. And I mean, it's recorded. Like and I guarantee you, if they play the recordings based on our interview, yeah. it'll say we told. That's just like the person that um, went back and reneged on saying some stuff. Um, the person that went in and made a statement, a statement that said peanut peanut, peanut did, it. did it i know he did it he said this i have this conver- i had this conversation that was told to at me at the graveyard peanut 
said he told that person if he didn't get his ass in there and re- <clears throat> recant recant his story, there was going to be problems. Right. He said that to me at the graveyard. Yeah, well, the the uh, I'm, I'm not. I mean, everybody's innocent until proven guilty of whatever. I don't know. I don't have any direct knowledge of the peanut situation, but I'm going to tell you something. The other thing, when you make a probable cause arrest, even if it's not strong enough to take the trial yet, you make the arrest and you still develop in your case, that's when the people come out of the woodworks. Everybody that's afraid to come out, and I'm not saying that, that peanut threatened this guy work, because I don't know, but I'm just telling you how how it works. And my position is I don't I don't I don't personally know who did it. Right. I, I was to the point of up till months r- refused to believe that he had anything to do with it. Right. And I could still be convinced. But here's the ins- here's the situation. It's just what we said. You're as a detective, you're not even going to look or question evidence that might be there that might show Peanut didn't do it. That's right. But else. That's right. if someone did go into the trailer while Peanut wasn't there, they went in there strictly to kill her mm-hmm. because they didn't take anything. Mm-hmm. They left her phone and everything sitting right there. Mm-hmm. So whatever jewelry she had on was on her. Whatever phone was there was there. So there was no evidence that somebody went in there for five dollars because right. you had somebody who's strung out on drugs or something needed five bucks. Right. Th- that was never been. Even suggested by the police right. or the the detectives, and well, then you're going to say you have no. You're at a dead, you know, dead end. Let's say, and I can appreciate that being somebody who might be from an investigation who's looking at for strong evidence to say I have a hundred percent guarantee. I have the confession on tape, right. you know, so to speak. Right. Okay, you don't have that, but you're going to tell me that's the only thing that you. Mike can do, can you need that? But then you've never asked anybody. You have not even told the public. It has never even been publicized that you had a homicide in West Baton Rouge Parish or in Urbanville that if anybody had any anything, please give it to them because there was an ongoing investigation. Nothing. The only thing they left the public, families on both sides to argue, is that she died from COPD. Nothing. You know what? It never was known until now. And I'm going to tell you right now, world listening, Mary Pusho was murdered. I'm saying on or about March the 28th to 29th, by, by the lividity, the hours of. That's confirmed by... The autopsy report, which I read, which said it's death, basically all layman's term, by strangulation. Um, I've seen the photographs. I've sat with his family now for however long, and they're going to be with my family forever. And why haven't they even, this is what I get. The, the, the you say it's a dead end, but all these leads that y'all gave them that they haven't followed up on yet, you know they haven't followed up on. And you know what? It's, and Toby can tell you, it's always the smallest little thing that tips the cart, right? Why haven't you followed up on them? 
Now I'm calling them out. Why haven't you followed up, up on them? Why didn't you go talk to the girl with the video camera who supposedly called 911? Why haven't you followed up on, on the other people that the family members have given you information? Why? Uh, there's so many whys. Oh, but here's the main one. Why haven't you said there's an active murder investigation there? Right. You know, If you do it and you've been doing it a while, like I have, you know people will come out of the woodworks. And guess what, y'all? I'm telling you right now, it's not a cold case. It's hot, hot. If you're afraid to go in and talk to West Baton Rouge, you're afraid to go in and talk to whomever, you call Woody Overton, my information's on anywhere. It's Woody at RealLifeRealCrime.com, RealLifeRealCrime community app. Uh, I'm all over Facebook and everything else, Instagram. I will keep it anonymous. I'll walk it in. For some reason, people tell me things that they won't tell the cops, okay? And I'll take it to my grave. But if you have that nugget or you're holding on or you've been threatened or whatever, give it to me and I'll make it dance. Okay. And let's get justice for Mary. The, the, uh, this one, y'all I'm hoping, I'm hoping by the time these other episodes drop, I'm hoping you never have to hear this one. I'm hoping that it's going to get such traction that you never have to hear this one. But I'm going to tell you something. If you have to hear this fourth episode and we don't have justice for then I'm going to do a separate call to action and and we're going to burn it down. You thought burning rapees was something. This is, uh, it needs to be done. It needs to be pushed forward. This family needs, there's no such thing as closure in in a murder case, but they need justice. And for our close, do y'all have anything else? Final parting thoughts. Let me ask you this. I ask each one of y'all to just tell me this. What is it that you want? What what do you want to see out of this case? What do you want? What is the machutes that... What do you hope to see out of of spending this time and and getting on real life, real crime? What do you hope to see happen with just... That the person that murdered my sister... That's right. Whoever it may be. That's right. Whoever did it. That's right. Comes... And has to pay the price for it. Justice. Justice. Just justice. And that person go to court. Justice. At this point, I really don't even know anymore. Really, I'll be honest with you. I want, I want justice. I just want peace. Yeah. Yeah. I just want I the rest of the family to be peaceful. Right. Because these families are overlinked, and right. it's that side of the right. family as well as this you, side of the family, and I just want to understand if it was an accident, if it was anything. That's all I ask is say peace. But right. you can't have it. This it's ripping everything and everybody apart, and even families that that are both sides. And this is hard. Such a good point, and people oftentimes forget that the the people who do the killing, the murderers, their families suffer too. Yes. And they lose their loved one. And top of now, I'm not saying this guy did anything because I don't have any direct knowledge. But if he did, 
and the love y'all have for him and 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 the families being intertwined and all that stuff jeez i can't imagine all right so my heart goes out to all y'all so my heart goes out to everybody that knew mary period and and but we're gonna get justice and 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 that's just the way it is but the the difference on this not being cold it's still on his desk he touches it every day but you don't touch it just quite enough all right so anything else y'all thank you for having me um i'm here for a reason god will show us what it is in time i know it's tough um I'm with y'all to the end now, okay? Thank you. And all right, let me let me ask this this question. And I used to ask this in in, in all my murder cases. The if you had if you knew who it was, one thousand percent sure, like Jesus told you himself, right? That um you knew who it was, what would you say to him? Anybody? I know what I would ask. Why? Yeah. Why? She she loved you unconditionally. Unconditionally. And you took something away from us that was precious, more precious than gold. I, I would just ask that person to confess to the siblings and to her kids and to the entire family on both sides, uh, whoever that person is. Because I do believe that if you're a true Christian, that God forgives. But you can't do it in secret. You can't let, you can't not try to make it right, confess. You have, if you're going to confess something to ask for forgiveness from God for something so severe, then you need to make it right. You can't, you can't go into a closet and say, I'm sorry, and then think, I'm good. Right. I, I, when you're leaving everybody else in turmoil. Right. I think even her own kids, her own grandkids, who won't ever know their grandmother, won't be able to get clothes from a garage sale. You know? So, you say you're sorry, but you say it publicly, because that's you really mean it. You say, I'm sorry. And then you ask for forgiveness. And you get it. But until then, you don't. That's me. I agree. Okay, y'all. The very, very very last one. If you had something to ask our lifers, our fans out there to do, or anybody that's holding on to any information... And anybody, any one of y'all, I don't care who, what would you say to them? How? Would, uh, what would you say that to them about coming forward? Just to please come forward with any information, no matter how little, how small. I mean, how big, how small. If you're afraid to call you, you know, and keep it private, um, but to help us get justice because she would fight for anybody, including the friends, the family, the people that she didn't even know. She would do it, you know, so just come forward with anything. Help us get justice for her. All right. Make that difference. Yeah. I would thank y'all and God bless you. Thank you.
Hey, y'all. Lopa, Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency. If you're a lifer from Thailand and you want to sign up to be an organ donor, go to lopa.org. Take a moment. Be a hero. Sign up to be an organ donor. You don't have to be from the state of Louisiana. Y'all, one person can save up to five lives, and they do a whole lot of other cool stuff um, and study and the technology and all that. And the very chance that your organs are ever going to get used are very, very, very slim. But sign up, and you'd be my hero just for signing up. And that's it. I'm Woody Overton, your host of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. Until next time or ever, don't let me catch you. I'm going to murder. Bye. You. Peace. <laughs> Real Crime is a true crime podcast brought to you by Woody Overton and executive producer Toby Tomplay in conjunction with iHeartRadio and Cloud 10 Media.